0: China. Like
1: China. Yo, yo, this is Just- Justin B. Bieber.
0: Hey, hey it's
1: Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Good morning, Miley Cyrus. Good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? You're here with Dan and Heather, too. Hello. Hi. Happy Monday. I'm, I'm doing really good, sitting here, you know, with all my
0: dogs and hanging out, so I'm feeling good, and the song is doing well, and people are loving the new song, so... Everything is good right now.
1: Congratulations. Nothing breaks like a heart. Beautiful record, powerful record, to say the least. Uh, like, when did you come into it? Did the did the record start that one day that you go to the studio with Mark? Did you hear any of it before, like a lyric or a piece of production? Take us to the beginning.
0: Well, um, actually, Mark, Mark has a story that I'm not 100% sure that I remember it happening exactly this way, but this is the way he tells it. So apparently he said that he called me for, like, seven years and I never responded to any of his calls or emails or texts. I don't remember this happening, um, but he said, he keeps telling me this is the way that it played out. And I remember getting a text from him one day um, that he had a song that he, he had kind of started working on the production and he had kind of an idea, I think of a, you know, of a scratch kind of first verse. Um, And, you know, it does kind of have some of that Dolly country feel, but it's really, I think, married beautifully to his kind of classic, you know, takes on, you know, pop music. Um, and so there was a piece of production there. And, and then I guess after not responding for seven years, I said, okay, I'll, I'll see you in an hour. Let's meet <laughs> up right now. Um, and that's kind of the way that I always am. If I'm feeling inspired or if I'm feeling in the moment, um, I want to get there and, you know, whatever's on my heart, kind of lay that down. And so him and I ended up working on that song together, but we had just so much creative chemistry that we then locked in and started working on my next record. Um, together, and I've made a lot more songs since then, but it was actually kind of, you know, weird, almost kind of a premonition, actually, in in one of the first verses, um, I wrote, we actually did this song in Malibu, and I actually wrote the line, this burning house, there's nothing left, it's smoking, before anything that had happened to me in my personal life of, of my loss of Malibu, and so um, I just really you know never have believed more than I do now that timing is everything, and that the universe kind of always has that impeccable timing and just follow its lead and and so, I think this is a great you know first choice for me kind of you know coming out of this blackout and and what message did I want to say and I think the video did an amazing i you know job of kind of conveying um the important things to me with the Happy Hippie Foundation and, and what I like to, you know, kind of work on philanthropically, but also, you know, keeping it fun and entertaining and, and focused on celebrity culture and pop culture, which I also love.
1: Very real goosebumps right now, because it is the perfect combination of everything. And th- the record sounds nothing like I've ever heard before in the best possible way. And there's something there between you and Mark. It's it's beautiful. And he understands you, obviously, I and think, you understand him. I think him.
0: The nice thing about... I think something nice about this song is it feels really modern and new, but I do think there's something kind of reminiscent to it. I do think there's some part of, I think people have, it's actually funny because when we started writing this song, Nothing Breaks Like a Heart, we thought there was no way that we had come up with this. Like it feels like such a classic title that we're like, this can't be ours. We can't be the first one to write a song like this. Um, And it was one of those moments that uh, we just felt really, I think, you know, kind of honored that I, I always believe that kind of, you know, the universe gives you these gifts of these great songs. And so um just really honored that it got to be ours Um because it does feel like I think something that feels really classic. And, and even though it does feel new and maybe like something you haven't heard before, there I, there is something to it that I feel like feels like something you could have listened to on vinyl, you know, at your parents' house. And hopefully, you know, in the 70s or something, you know, it kind of sounds like early, early Dolly. But with, you know, the, again, like I said, the way that Mark, um, kind of reinvents those sounds. He's always done it so amazing, whether it was working with, you know, Amy Winehouse or Adele. No matter what he's worked on, um, I think he always takes kind of classic sounds and just elevates them and makes them super modern and pop.
1: What do you learn from your first session with Mark Ronson? What do you learn from him, and what do you learn about him? Um, that
0: he has really good taste in shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even better than me. <laughs> um statement. very very um he's very like classic you know and I, i think i think for me i think he's he's very calm and i think that's something that has always been my greatest challenge is learning to slow down um and that's something that i've personally been really focused on you know learning um about myself and 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 so i think you know me and him are really focused on quality um versus quantity versus just feeling like you have to overproduce and you know kind of run yourself creatively dry and so i've definitely you know, kind of took take that away from him.
1: How many songs have you guys done together so far? Um, we wrote
0: like seven songs on uh, on the next record we've gotten together, and and um, I don't know when people are going to get to hear those next. Because again, like I said, you know, the universe kind of has that impeccable timing, and and this song kind of worked out just perfectly of um, being that that first step, kind of out of my blackout, kind of you know going off socials and just kind of stepping away and and taking personal time to kind of. Um, get creative and figure out what my next sound will be. So we've worked on a bunch of songs for the next record and I can't wait for people to hear those.
1: How fun was this music video to make? I loved seeing uh, the dashboard Miley on a wrecking ball or, or around the rear view mirror. Um, like all the little nuances. So beautiful.
0: Thank you so much. You know, we really had a lot of hidden messages in there and a lot of those hidden gems and it's been really, been really cool to have the fans find those and the viewers find those because i um, I think there's so much content put out there every day. I didn't know how people would really focus on this particular, you know, piece of work and and people did. They really um they've kind of found all those hidden little gems in there and it's been really fun to watch, you know, people find those.
1: And the statements are heavy. I mean, seriously, from little girls shooting weapons to football players on their knees to pre-set strip clubs. I mean, there's yeah. no holding back its honesty. It is 2018. Well, it, and-
0: we really wanted to elevate, you know, the song um, and expand on the idea of what the song means and what's really um, broken in our society and what really breaks our hearts. And I, I, I mean, losing lives of children, I think, is something that's just um, that that pain of what you feel when you hear of a, uh, a child's life lost uh, was really important for us to focus on that violence. Shootings and gun control, but also, I, I, like you said, our broken systems and and greed and criticism and judgment. Um, and again, like I said, you know, I think pop culture and politics have always been married, but sometimes it's it's not happily. I think people can create another divide um, and people feeling um, spoken at instead of you know spoken mm-hmm. to and having a conversation and, and having that open dialogue um, and not ever preaching uh, your opinions, but just having that open conversation that that feels you know, like a safe space for people to voice their beliefs. And, and that's something that has always been really important to me is, is um, keeping the music inclusive and, and, but also feeling like it still can have a strong, powerful message that that means a lot to me, but also just, again, not creating any more of a divide than we already see um, in our culture.
1: Was this all coming through when you were in the studio writing? Was this all like very obvious and real on everybody's mind? <laughs>
0: Um, I think once we kind of heard the song together and especially that arrangement that Mark put together with the strings, it just pulls out, you know, so much emotion. I, I really think a lot of what he did and the words were very personal to me, but I think his production is what took it to that um, really beautifully kind of melancholy space. Um, and, and so, especially those strings were just so inspiring to me. And so, originally, I had had an idea of Um, you know, when I was working, I met, I met, uh, we are from LA from Roman Garvoss. And so him and I were trying to come up with ideas just in general, just for, I have so much music that I've been wanting to put out and release. So I just kind of wanted to have in my back pocket, like, what are some crazy video ideas we could come up with? And so we had this idea of putting a car in places that it shouldn't be, um, putting it inside a club, inside a living room. And then when me and Mark decided that Nothing Breaks Like a Heart was going to be his first single and, and my first, you know, look out of the blackout, we wanted to expand this idea, and, um, so we wanted to put in those, uh, and to put in those kind of really heartbreaking, you know, things that we're dealing with every single day in our society, but it definitely came from production, um, on Mark's end for sure. And then just living with that and, and being able to get my message across, but working with, we are from LA was just a dream because they never stop creating. They're coming up with new ideas on the spot, ways that we can kind of deepen the message and, and they're just totally genius to work with and, um, it, it's just been an amazing experience overall.
1: I mean this with my heart. I really, you've innovated in a couple different ways here, you and Mark. I mean, it's really remarkable and I, I, I think you got a hit record, which is the most important, not the most important, the, the most important thing is that it's a hit record with a real message <laughs> that deserves to be heard. You know, it's when you can marry both of them and that's yeah, when and I, yeah, you're doing you know, it. I,
0: this, yeah, this song is, you know, about, you know, my personal experience, personal loss, but again, like the loss we see every single day um, and, you know, I, I don't know what I want to say next to the world, so I haven't really, me and him haven't really talked much about what's next for us musically, but I'm just really excited for people to hear what we've been working on because everything has this much kind of heart and soul, and and I'm really excited for people to hear what else we've come up with as a, you know, collaborative pair. He's been one of my favorite creators to work with ever, and I've gotten to get in the room with him and Andrew Wyatt from Mike Snow, and I've put him in the room with Mike Will and the things that these kind of musical geniuses are coming up with together and then me getting to be a part of that and a part of that introduction has just been so sick and I can't wait for everyone to hear the music.
1: What's the uh, crucifixion at the end of the music video represent? (laughs) Um,
0: I think again, just uh, this whole, this whole video in a way represents, um, represents I think media um, and that scrutiny. Um, And again, like I said, kind of that focus on celebrity culture and celebrity criticism versus, the kind of, you know, important things in life. So I guess, yeah, celebrity criticism, for sure. Which can feel like a crucifixion, for sure, you know, so.
1: Miley Cyrus, I appreciate every second you take, truly. And happy belated birthday, by the way. We're a little late. Thank you so much. Yeah.
0: Um, I, 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 I'm so thankful for you guys and, and playing the song, so thank you again.
1: Well, sending you a lot of love. And uh, by the way, a big thank you on behalf of any decent moral human being, just saying thank you for all that you've done. I mean, you gave a lot back in the face of a lot going wrong, and you, you, you're a very selfless person. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. So uh, you're a good person and send you a lot of love.
0: You're wonderful. Thank you so much. And, and you too. Thank you so much for being so kind on this call. And I look forward to talking to you guys again with hopefully new music.
1: Anytime, all the time. Our door is always open. Have a beautiful day.
0: All right. Thank you too. Bye. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.